Welcome back to another episode of Podcast P presented to you by Prize Picks, a Wave Sports and Entertainment original. And today, guys, we are breaking the ice with our first in-house guest. We got my guy, UTG, understand the grind, mm. Storming Norman. Oh man. Norman Powell. <laughs> yes, sir. Appreciate you coming oh, to oh, bro. Yes, like that sir. intro. Yes, like that sir. intro. You know I'm a new Clipper fan. Yeah, man. You know we crossed that, right? over. Yeah. We got him across over. Yeah, 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 yeah. New Clipper fan, so yeah. you know I, I remember you sitting you know. there watching that damn game at, at the Christmas party. <laughs> 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 was locked in. I know he was locked in. On the phone and everything. I had us all locked in. He was in. ugly. We you over know? here vibing, having a good time. He he got everybody crowding around him watching the Laker game. I'm like, come, come on, on I'm a Clipper now. Welcome to the show, Appreciate it, man. Come on. All right, so we we this is an ongoing discussion that I've been having with all the guests here, right? Mm -hmm. You caught some bodies, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how many you caught, but you caught some dudes at the rim before. Like everybody we had, they said like, I was dunking in you know, middle school, or I was dunking in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Myself, I, it took me till ninth grade. So when was your first dunk? My first dunk uh, probably came my, my sophomore year. Sophomore year? Sophomore high year school? high school, yeah. How man. tall was you? Six one. Okay. Yeah, man, I didn't have that big of a growth spurt. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, okay, that's that's fair. That's like in my ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's reasonable. He does that's, reasonable. Right that's, that's realistic. Yeah. Everyone else was like, yeah, like I was in the DeMar, fourth grade. Demar said fifth grade, <laughs> yeah, bro. Demar, Demar is Demar different, man. Early he was growth. jumping over people yeah. in high school. That's the craziest story. He said he was getting into fights in fifth grade because he was dunking on dudes. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. D-boying them. Like how you fighting over dunking on cats in fifth grade? Oh, Nobody wants to get hurt. What kid want to get dunked on? <laughs> who's dunking? Who's getting dunked on in fifth grade? Yeah, the boys that the, uh, the, the more was dunking on <laughs> shit. That's why they was mad at. That's you. the least of my worries in elementary, <laughs> man. What? <laughs> so Norm, you grew up in San Diego and you went to Lincoln High School. And when people mention California basketball. Things south of Los Angeles, they tend to, to get overlooked. So could you describe the hoop scene in San Diego and kind of just your upbringing in that area? Yeah, man, growing up in San Diego, the hoop scene was, was all over the place. I mean, at that time when I was growing up, um, it was a little better. We had more guys that were a little more active. But um, if you were a baller, you know what I'm saying, if you had any type of hoop dreams, you were meeting up at, uh, at Muni, at Balboa Park, and they would have runs there all week long. And being a young kid, you know, he was on the on the sideline watching. You know, we had like guys like DJ Gay, Billy White, um, Tyrone Shelley, um, Jeremy Tyler. All those guys would be there meeting up um, all week long and just hooping. Mm. And um, like overseas guys would come back and hoop. But that was really like the scene. Like anybody that wanted to have aspirations of that next level, he was up there at Balboa Park trying to get it in. Okay. Do you know? Uh, Cause Tori Pines is like San Diego, right? Mm. That's, is that yeah. in that range? San Diego that County. We'll give have it, you played give him? It a little bit. You yeah, played Tory yeah, Pines? Yeah, you yeah. played against James Rayhan? Hey, well, he, he, James Rayhan? Nah, he, I, he's older. older than me. Okay. Older than older. Me. I remember DJ Gay, though. He was, yeah. he was nice. DJ Gay was DJ nice. nice. I know all, I mean, Tyrone Shelley. Mm -hmm. I'm JD Lester. Yep, all those guys. Yep. Yep. I remember yeah. all those guys. Did you guys have like a thing like where knowing you guys are from that area, you guys had to have been keeping tabs kind of like on the LA scene a little bit? Was there any like. Oh, friendly yeah. competition where you guys were like, man, like, I w what if we were down there playing with those guys? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think it was ever like a friendly thing. Like, we kind of like hated the LA scene okay. just because LA was like the pinnacle in, in on the West Coast of like 
basketball. So like our coaches and stuff would be like, oh, y'all not ready to go up to LA and face those boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. And me, I'm looking at a man like, man, them dudes up in LA, man, what are you talking about? Like, they don't want to see me down here, that's the yeah. thing. So like we had like a little beef going on. Like we go to LA, we playing in the tournaments up at, at Cabrillo, they had the Balls Life tournament, um, everything there like that. Um, Dominguez, when mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. had those crossover tournaments Dominguez. and we was going at them. Like we didn't care who it was, you know what I'm saying? We had Amir Garrett, when he was playing with a pump and run, like those guys, we was looking at him like, we're here for some smoke, mm-hmm. you know? So um, yeah, there was no love from San Diego to LA when it came to basketball <laughs> when we was growing up. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Look, the NBA season is here and prize picks has got you covered when it comes to making some money. Boy, look, that's right, man. Look, look, with the season here, prize picks is helping me cash in, baby. Prize picks is a daily fantasy app. And with the new NBA season here, I'm glad it's here too. I couldn't wait. Look, you can select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and turn $25 into $250. That's all I'm saying, baby. Look, prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry less than 60 seconds. It's also that time of the year where many sports are happening at the same time. And of course, prize picks allows you to pick combo projections across football and basketball with specials so you can support all your teams while still cashing in. I know for me, I be cashing in. <laughs> I don't know about you, Dallas. You ugly as hell. But look, that's a story for another day. Be sure to visit prizepicks.com slash podcastp and use code podcastp for a first deposit matchup to $100. And you know what we say, Jackie. Cha-ching! Season two is here, and you know what that means. New Podcast P merch. Be sure to check out Podcast P merch in the description down below. This is a limited run, so be sure to move fast. Looking around the NBA, right, there's so much California talent, right? From, you know, the young guys that are coming in the league now to the established guys we have. We have all-stars. Um, you know, we've it's just a bulk of talent that comes out of the Southern Cal area. You being from SoCal, myself as well. What do you think like contributes to why, you know, talent in LA and Southern California is just so good? Yeah, man, I think the biggest thing is just the history of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's talking about growing up, you're looking at the the Showtime era and the Lakers and everything that they built, the dynasty that they had, you know, and everybody, I feel like, you know, being a fan of, of basketball wanted to be be a part of that, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that trickled down from L.A. to San Diego, even up to the to NorCal, you know what I mean? But um, I think the history of basketball coming from L.A. and all the guys that have, have come out and been Hall of Famers and uh, multi uh, all stars, you know, uh, really inspired, you know, basketball on this side of things, mm-hmm. and uh, on the West Coast in Southern California, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and mm-hmm. I think it's just so many other factors, right? Like year round, you can play basketball in mm-hmm. California. You That's know a good what point. I mean? I Southern Cal, you can play that. ball year round, mm-hmm. and then it's just it's so much. Like you look at the Drew League, right? It's dudes in the Drew League that'll bust your ass. Yeah, you know move. what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yeah. just it's so many good guys that like that's who you're playing nonstop. Mm-hmm. So like you're forced to get better because you know, the talent is just, yeah. it's cream of the crop here. Yeah, you're looking like Frank Nitty. Like, Frank been, Nitty, Bucket. Crazy. Right. For as long as I could remember growing up, man, like his name was buzzing mm-hmm. early and he's still doing his thing. Still doing it, yeah. Like yeah. MVP of Drew League all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Top averaging 30 or whatever, man. Like there's just so many guys that you go down the list, you know, from like the modern day, uh, teams that they've had uh, with Tyler King, Tyler mm-hmm. Lamb, you know, the Ware Twins mm-hmm. and all that. Like, it's just so many guys coming up out of here that, um, like, he put puts the 
basketball team on notice. Mm-hmm. It's got to get better too. You said it's got to be. It's got to get better because here's like a classic example. Like because of so much history, like for example, my sister, she's got three boys. Uh, her husband's like 6'10". My sister's like 5'9". They were both D1 athletes and they've thought about moving. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons why they don't want to move is so that those kids can play basketball in SoCal. And so I think there is a lot of, you know, random kind of factors like that where I think the history of it it'll only get better because now it's like if you want to be a hooper you want to be in la mm-hmm. like that's that's where you're going to play against the best guys get the best competition the most um, eyes on you everybody's mm-hmm. coming out to watch I wonder right, if there's right. more Cali exposure the NBA. more I, I think california's gotta have oh, it has yeah. to we gotta right, have the most sure, huh? we gotta sure. have the most for sure that's dope it's even young dudes i'd be like damn i didn't even know you was, he was from cali yeah right? i didn't yeah. know you was from here like <laughs> it's just yeah it's just so many that are popping up you know what i mean so many it's real shit. Yeah. I want to keep it Cali though. Cause Al, you know how I do, I'm real nosy. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody knows this nosy stuff about you. We all know you went to UCLA. Mm-hmm. But deep down, you wanted to do what? You wanted oh to stay in Cali, gosh. you wanted to go to SC. That's mm-hmm. your you wanted to fight on? Come on, Yeah, man. you want to be a little SC troll. We, 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 we putting that out. We putting that out. That's a lot of drama <laughs> right but there. But the fucked up part is, how you gonna pull the man's scholarship his senior year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now, now we got a notepad. How That's do you deal with, yeah, with something like that? Right when you write your senior year, blah, they pull your scholarship. I know that had to fuck your, I'll tell them, mental mind up. Yeah. <laughs> that had to mess your mental mind up, man. So tell me how you, like, how you handle something like that. Yeah, man. Well, the backstory about me being a Trojan fan, um, I mean, Reggie Bush came out of San Diego. Mm. Big uh, Red, there Red, it is. Red. Yeah, like, there it is. That was like big bro when I was little and he was running track. He'd give me piggyback rides around the track, <laughs> man. Like, that, that was my dude. But uh, my uncle, um, who was like the father of my life, um, he was a big like, USC f- football fan, like mm-hmm. huge fan, man. So I would always watch the games with him. And uh, he passed away when mm. I was in high school due to cancer. And I took a break. Like, I'm about to quit basketball because he got me started. He would take me up to Balboa Park. You know what I'm saying? Be playing them one-on-one and no stories of never being able to beat, you know what I'm saying? Your pops, your unk. Um, so we'd be there all day. And uh, when he passed away, I thought about quitting basketball. I was like, man, I'm done with this. Like the inspiration and motivation to play, you know, just wasn't there. And, um, but uh, I was, my boys from uh, San Diego All-Stars, the AAU team that I was with, um, Tyrell and Tyree, they play for Dream Vision with Shabazz Muhammad, Winston Shepard, and all those guys. And they were begging me to come to play this tournament on the East Coast. And I'm like, man, nah, I don't want to. And but the coach called my mom. Was like, yo, it's gonna be really good for him. You know, we'll, you know, keep him there. We'll take care of him. We get out there, and I play terrible. I mean, like, <laughs> worst basketball I ever played in my life, man. I mean, I'm yeah. airballing free throws, like throwing the ball over the backboard, yeah. like, cause I took a break. Like yeah. I had no, no right. hoop. You know, you have to take two weeks off, man. You right. come back rusty. Rusty. And so after the tournament, USC coach called my my high school coach. Yeah, we don't think he's the player that we thought he was, you know. So I think we're gonna go wow. in a different direction. And, and up to, to that point, so you were you were already signed. No, I wasn't. You just committed verbally, no, or I didn't commit anything. Oh, okay. It just came out that like like, well, what are your top schools? And I was Got like, I'm a big fan. Like, I want to go to USC, you know. But it was no commitment there. Like, people knew that, you know, I was a USC fan because my Got uncle. You. And the one school that like stayed with me was uh, UCLA. Like, they came to every practice. They was on the phone every single week. 
like yo we still love you we're here for you your family support like we know you're going through a tough time we still believe in you and like seeing that loyalty and that commitment was like man i gotta go here Mm -hmm. like this is where it's at Mm -hmm. and uh tyus edney talked to me uh when i went on my uh, official visit you know and like brought me in as big big brother and i was like man like this is where i'm gonna be at like y'all showing me the most love and y'all got the storage history and john mm-hmm. wooden like this is where i'm gonna go to get the most eyes um get the most exposure and uh, take my skills to the next level mm-hmm. he did that too. Oh, he did that he went to the ops he made the right he made the right choice but yeah. that's that's a that's a good thing you went to the ops you know, everything works you, out you got to play them and whoop that, you know yeah i only lost them one time in my four years come there on too. Yeah. so you yeah. just had to, you had that grudge every time yeah, you played every single time yeah. you're gonna get it and chip on the shoulder yeah the only one time they beat us you know we put a little like conspiracy thing to it uh, was that we switched our jerseys like we mm. played in like these like new uniforms that you said like never done before and mm-hmm. we, I mean, we got our ass kicked too <laughs> and that was like the one time we ever like switched like alternate uniforms because yeah. like the fan base was killing us like john wooden's rolling over in his grave don't <laughs> oh ever goodness. mess with the legacy this and yeah that's why you guys lost and that was the one game i lost to him was, was that the only time y'all wore that jersey all year? Yeah, that was the only that time was I think you saw it. Was the alternate. Yeah, it was done. They, they gave us like the full set yeah. after. Like, you still oh, got it? We done. Oh, yeah, I got that. Come and, on, man. classic red out on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, pal, I want to keep it at UCLA right now, mm. man. Uh, so when you got to UCLA, was it literally like a particular moment when you realize, like, I can, I'm gonna make it to the league. Like, it's, like, like it's, it's a possible moment I can get there, man. Man, honestly, man, I had to stay all four years. So, like, it was, it was tough for me to find those moments and, like, yo, I can make it. Like, I really didn't feel that way until, honestly, at the end of my junior year, um, going into my senior year, because we had had the coaching change. And it was like the one time, like the whole knock on me was, oh, can he score? You know, mm-hmm. can he score at the next level? My first two years under Coach Howland was all defense. Mm-hmm. And like half court, your game's controlled, locked in. Like you got to move within the, the flow of the offense. And me, like I'm up and down. You know, I got to run, I got to cut. Mm-hmm. And so after my junior year, when I like averaged, I think the second most on the team was when it's like, okay, I can make it. But they still want to see another year of it. And so it was like, I think going into my senior year was like, okay, this is the, what I got to do. I led him to the Sweet 16. Now we're going to see what's up. And it was still the same thing, like the knock, like he can't shoot now. Mm-hmm. I shot like 29% from three in, in college. So it was like always trying to prove myself that I can be at the next level. But I knew it was possible um, after we went to the Sweet 16. Come mm-hmm. on, Sweet 16. How was that, uh, how was that pre-draft process like? Because I didn't know you were a second round pick. I had mm-hmm. I, I I thought you was first round. Yeah. That's a testament, man. I appreciate yeah, that. Nah, man. It is a testament. <laughs> testament to the hard work that you put in, bro. I, I literally thought that you was a first round pick. Yeah. So what was that draft, that pre draft process like? How many teams you work for? You work out I for? did nineteen workouts. Nineteen workouts. Ooh. Nineteen. Yeah. You man. beat me. Yeah. I was just about to I had say eighteen. That. Yeah, eighteen out one. So I beat you by one because uh, I worked out for the Lakers the day before the draft. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so that that brought me to nineteen. Okay. Uh, but I mean, it was tough. I mean, it was tough. You know, you know the process, flying city to city, mm-hmm. um, getting workouts in. You like it was a tough time for me, man. Yeah. I think I, I had maybe um, six good workouts, like where I felt like yo, I was the best player in the gym. Mm-hmm. But just like the constant working out and like trying to hunt, head hunt, because mm-hmm. like all the top guys, you know, they're not working out. You top five pick and right. guard, you're not working out. You got a guaranteed at 22nd, 23rd. Mm-hmm. Like they doing individual workouts or you like, like me, I'm hunting for the guys that are, are they got, got the list of, you know, these are the top five shooting guards, these are the point guards, like small forwards. 
And now you're trying to get your draft workout suited with these guys so you can play in front of the teams that, that like them. And it was hard. That was the tough thing about me. Like everybody was running because I was the four-year senior mm -hmm. that had a chip on his shoulder and everybody else coming out of the second year, first year, or third year. So mm -hmm. they didn't want to you know, mess up their stock. So mm -hmm. that, that whole process was in itself like mentally challenging. Mm -hmm. You worked out for Toronto? I worked out for Toronto. That was my best workout actually. That was your best one. Mm -hmm. okay. And they came, I got that workout <laughs> because they came to my pro day. Mm. They came to my pro day with, with Rico uh, Hines and uh, Chris Farr. Okay. And I, I, I killed the workout. Crushed and they, it. Yeah, they invited me. And for that exact reason of the guys running, they wanted to see their guy, Rashad Vaughn, that they were interested in to go up against somebody older. Mm. And I demolished them in that workout. So y'all just did a one-on-one? -on -one. Nah, we did. It was four of us. It was okay. uh, me, Rashad Vaughn, Christian Woods, and I want to say Sam Decker. I destroyed mm -hmm. He didn't score. We did one on one segment. Like, he did not score. Like, in one on one the whole time, like, it was bad for him. Light work. Yeah. When it comes to that, because you know, in the NBA, scouts want to look at, you know, uh, freshmen or sophomore, like guys that they know are young, they can develop, they see potential, they see a future. Whereas the four year guys, they almost look at us like, oh, he's a finished product. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, we want something that we can develop and and you know see the potential in you think that was the case for you falling in the second round yeah i think so i think the fact that you know the four years that i that i've been at ucla like i showed growth right and mm -hmm. so like at the fourth year like this is like my peak growth and they didn't think i had anything more to give and that i couldn't shoot like i remember one of the workouts um coach called my agent was like yeah his shot's broken like you can't fix it. Like mm -hmm. he's not gonna be a good shooter in the NBA. So like having that idea of like, oh, we can't like dudes. I'm 22, 23. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm still young. Yeah, like yeah, now, yeah. dudes are signing 136 million dollar contracts and they're 23 in their <laughs> third year. But right. at me, I'm thinking, man, I still got time to right. develop. They're like, yeah, man, like his development process is is really finished. So like, I think that was another knock on like he's not gonna be able to get better mm -hmm. um, if we get him into the league. Mm -hmm. I, I find a problem with that in, in certain situations, right? Yeah. Like there's obviously guys that come into the league who are older and are polished and like, yeah, they get better, but like the product that you see is like- What you see is what you get. Yeah, man. yeah, like I, I need a player like that mm -hmm. or I want a player like that on my team. Like, yeah, he can't shoot that well, but he got time, we can fix yeah, that. You know what I mean? It, like yeah. that's more so on the, the front office. development. Like, yeah, we can develop that. We ain't right. worried about that yeah. shit, but he, shit, he locks up. He got a high IQ, he knows the game, he knows basketball, he's got the body for it. We mm -hmm. don't have to take a year to put weights on him. Like, yeah. he's like, ready now. He's a year away from being, a, you always hear that. Yeah. He's a year away from being, he's two years away from being two. How, right, like, what are you know? talking right. about? <laughs> <laughs> so you wanna wait four years for this guy to get ready or are you gonna get somebody that's ready now that can contribute and help the team get to where they need to be? Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. it's not like you have like a, a super unconventional shot. You know, there's some guys where it's like, okay, he can't shoot, but mm -hmm. that seems like a, a wild thing just to throw yeah. out, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? If, mm -hmm. You know, you, you can tell when someone that, has like, that interesting yeah, form where you're kind of like, fix, all right, yeah. but. Cause realistically, I mean, there's a lot of guys that come into the league that like can't shoot their first year, right? Mm -hmm. It's an adjustment. Like you shooting a college three, then you get to the league and it's like, man, this shit is further Far, out. Yeah, like, <laughs> Look at what they say about Lonzo with the ugly shot. Mm -hmm. He fixed now his shot. He fixed it, 40% shooter, shot. you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Come on. Yeah, man. I think it goes into like like 
the mentality of the player. You know, like they want to look at the stats and like what he produced, but like what's the mentality? What's the approach and who you're getting? Like, is he a worker? Mm-hmm. Is he somebody that's going to slack off? You know, that's cool with just being where he's at. Like, I think that what goes into like development of players. Like, does he still have that hunger and drive to get better? He can stay four years. He can stay one year. It doesn't matter. Potential is potential. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean everybody lives up to it, but what's the mentality in this player? How hungry is he to and take his game to the next level or, you know what I'm saying, reach a certain ceiling that he's trying to get to. Mm-hmm. But as long as you believe in yourself and you're willing to put in that work, you know, success can be what you make it. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Where did that level of confidence and that, cause I, I read somewhere that like, you know, obviously Kobe, Kobe inspired all of us, but mm-hmm. I read somewhere that uh, you almost had this, don't want to say arrogance, but kind of like a cockiness to you mm-hmm. when you was on the court and, and that's just how you presented yourself mm-hmm. to kind of push you through and, and you know, separate you from teammates, opponents. Mm-hmm. Where did uh did, did that level of confidence come from? You said it, man, like, like, like Kobe was like the man, like I always tell people, um, for me, like when I was growing up, like Kobe is what I used as like my mental approach to the game, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm viewing him from a outside perspective. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at videos, interviews, what people are saying about him, his approach, his mentality. And then I use like, okay, Kobe is six six, like crazy skill set, whatever it is. Um, I'm six three, six four, who can I compare myself to? So I took like Kobe's mentality and I put D Wade's like skill set and being able to be a slash or attack the rim into one. I'm like if I gotta get to this level, I gotta be this way. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be an asshole. I'm gonna be uncoachable. <laughs> okay. Cocky as hell. Uncoachable. It's a cold combination. But that's the yeah. No, 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 no. But like that was a knock, right? Like you hear yeah. everybody talking about all the Kobe haters and saying, "Oh, he's uncoachable. He's a prima donna. He doesn't listen. He does his own thing." Right? Like it was like, okay, like if he's at the pinnacle, he's at the top. I got a copy who's at the top. Mm-hmm. I'm just following the, the blueprint that mm-hmm. was laid out. So <laughs> it was like, nah, you're not messing with me. Anytime we step in the court, man, I'm talking crazy to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I'm calling for it. the ISO every yeah. single time. Like I'm going at them. But like, that was like my mentality. Like it was almost delusional. I watched so much like Kobe mentality and just like being so like within the moment and like in yourself of like confidence mm-hmm. that like it just like, I want to get to this level, I have to be like this. Mm-hmm. So I, I created this persona of like, I'm this every single time I step on the floor. Mm-hmm. Even if even if I would, my skill set didn't match, I wasn't I wasn't the best, but my, my mentality was like, I'm not going to back down from nobody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it came from, really. That's interesting. Yeah, I tell a lot of kids, when, when people always ask me like, you know, how do I get better or how do I like, I tell them one thing, like have, because that's not you off the court, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I tell people have, an identity of who you want to be on the court, mm. right? Like, you got to separate the two. Like on the court, I'm a totally different. Like I'm, I might not talk as much. Mm-hmm. Like I'm quiet, but I'm just locked in, and like I'm, like that's what gets me going. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, conversate. I don't want to buddy. I don't want to friends. Do this. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. like I'm, it's go time. Like, and I tell, I was at Fresno State, and and one of the kids asked me this question, and I was like. Bro, you just gotta have an identity on the court. Like, you can't be a nice guy on and off the court. Like, mm. you gotta separate the two. Like, when you're on the court, this is what people need to say about you. Yeah. Off yeah. the court, like, oh shit, he totally different. Like, yeah. he's a cool dude. I actually fuck with him. Yeah, that's how it on was. On the court, though, like, damn, this motherfucker, man, mm-hmm. boy. It's a long mm-hmm. night when I'm yeah, going against him. Exactly. So, uh, young kids, y'all listening, man. Y'all heard it from from Norm, man. Shout out Kobe. He inspired all of us on on mm-hmm. that approach right there. 
So, Norm, a friend of the show, DeMar DeRozan, mentioned that when he was drafted to Toronto back in 09 from SC, that he didn't have a passport. So I want to ask you, when you were drafted by Toronto, did you have a passport already? And what were your, you know, kind of initial thoughts of going over the border and playing playing over there? Yeah, well, I had a passport because, fortunately, when I was in college, we went to China. And so mm. I had to have a passport okay. when we did the China tour. But uh, getting drafted and going to Toronto was honestly amazing. Like I said, like, they were my best workout, you know, and... Um, when we got there, you know, you have the Maple Leaf Square where they have like Jurassic Park and all the people watch the games and everything. I just remember getting out um, of the cab the day before the, the workout. And I'm like, yo, this is this is a spot. You know, so I didn't know nothing about it. The the R&E was switched on Rogers Center and everything like that. Yeah. Like, it was it was foreign <laughs> to me. But um, I'm like, like I want to come here. You know, and, like I didn't know like the, the full history of basketball and what it meant for like not only like Toronto and the city, but for the, like the country, you know, what Vince did, what Chris Bosch did, uh, what Muggsy Bowles and all those guys were building, you know, back then, um, cause I was so tuned into the Lakers, uh, but you know, being able to get drafted and then meeting up with DeMar um, was an amazing for me, like growing up, like in SoCal, like I looked up to these dudes, mm-hmm. you know, so DeMar was like the first one that I got to, you know, interact with and work out with and, you know, really pick his brain. So like, I was just in the mode of like, whatever this man asked me to do, however he tell me, you know, like, he tell me to jump, I'm gonna say how high, I'm, like, I'm gonna go get it done, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, for real, like, yeah, like, how high, man, like, cause like, he's, he's where I wanted to be, you know what I mean? Like, he's the franchise player coming yeah. in, you know? Right, and like, right. you, I watched all his Compton videos and, and everything growing up, like, it was like, one of my, my childhood idols that I get to play alongside and like, you know, he took me under the wing, you know, cause I was working with, with Chris Farr and was showing me the ropes and giving me game. So it was like, like, how do I get on this court? You know what I'm saying? How do I get on the level with you and Kyle and like support? So it was like, whatever he was telling me to do, I'm like, yeah, I got you. And so DeMar was deboing you and you didn't even know he was deboing. Nah, he wasn't deboing me. <laughs> <laughs> any rookie duties? He didn't really? sign anything to you? Yeah, anything man. crazy? Um, nothing crazy. It was just like the constant like things of like making sure like the donuts and stuff. Like like one time like I forgot and me and Delon had to go drive to Krispy Kreme and we almost missed the bus. Um, <laughs> there yeah, there was nothing like he didn't ask for like no like crazy out of the norm stuff. No pun intended, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was just like normal, typical Ricky duties. But he was always like Johnny on the spot, like with whatever I needed, though. Well, I want to keep it a little bit with Demar still, mm. but I want to add a little bit of Cal Laurie. You feel what I'm saying? Want I, need, I, 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 I want to know. I want to know because you know you play with these these guys. They vets, yeah. you know. So every time, like when I do a movie with a vet, I ask questions and mm-hmm. and, and you know take what they what they what they got so I can take it on for the future. So mm-hmm. you know, what what's some impactful piece of game that they shared with you? I think the biggest thing that like Kyle like showed me was not everybody's your friend, you know, especially in the league like. Especially when like you're a young guy, you know, and like you showing like you have hunger, you know, like you can really get tripped up with the other people that are around you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because everybody, every team has like perception of certain guys. You know, like this is the franchise player, this is the guy that we have as a vet, but there's some issues, this, that, and the other. And like when you're circled around some of the some some of the guys on the team that are you know on the fringe of being traded or um, are they say it out the league, whatever it is, you know, if you get caught up in that wrong circle you know, it can really affect how they look at you. 
So mm-hmm. I'm just really paying attention to who's actually was there for me, you know, to give me game and like help me or who was like, like being detrimental, you know, to the growth and my ability to elevate um, in the league. And I think that was the biggest thing that he t- always told me, like, make sure that the people around you that you have on and off the court are in full support of you. You mm-hmm. know, so being cognizant of who you have in your circle. That was like the biggest that like, gave me gave me mm-hmm. as a as a rookie coming in because mm-hmm. like as a rookie you know your eyes everything's coming at you like a deer in headlights trying to figure right. out the league and that was like the biggest thing he told me right I gotta I gotta ask you this I don't know what year this was but anytime I think of Kyle Lowry I imagine that one on one video with Kevin Hart oh, were you around when Kevin laid him but, yeah were you like on the were you guys on the same team during that time how much crap did you guys give him for that that was a great video yeah. Kevin no, Hart was, was locked in it was that. funny that was he funny. was locked that in was funny. There's a one-on-one video of them Kay in the gym, like Kevin playing, Hart. playing some casual ones, and like Kevin Kyle tries to like hard. body him, yeah. and like he kind of checks him, <laughs> blocks him. It's so good. Yeah, you know, Kevin's super animated. <laughs> yeah, so. he was, yeah. He acted like he fell and all that. Oh man! So you had a very successful start to your rookie year campaign, right? Summer league, first team player. Then you go through your rookie year, you get sent to the G League. Mm-hmm. To have that success, get a taste of like, oh, okay, this is what NBA is like. I'm playing well in the summer league. Let's take this to the league. Mm-hmm. Then you get boom, thrown to the G League. Describe that level of roller coaster, the emotions involved with that that you went through that rookie season. The summer league was what was great for me because, like I said, like when I got drafted, it was like. I'm showing everybody, you know, so to have that accolade, you know, being the only rookie, you know, in that class to make the first team um, was really good. But um, like I said, like DeMar kind of let me know that like, this is gonna be a team where I gotta earn my stripes. Um, But um, when they sent me down to the G League, I was hot. Yeah, I was so (laughs) mad. And the only reason I was mad, nobody knows this, they think I'm mad because I got sent to the G League. Because like, honestly, you wanna wanna get sent down there because you get to play, Right. you know, when you pull up, up at the, real team like minutes might be two minutes in a blowout game you right. know winning or losing but in the g you playing 36 38 right. and the rock like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's time the to number go. one option but i was mad because it was christmas and damar was flying mm. back private and it was my first time about to, to be able to fly on a private jet <laughs> you know what i'm saying and, 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 you know it's like a four or five hour flight like i'm about to be living up man. Like, i was excited to go back after the game they walked back in there like yo we sending you to the g league at the time it was the d league and i mean we were in sioux falls we was in westchester i'm like bro what are we doing and we got snowed in at westchester my first time down at the, oh i was so mad man but um, I really liked that stint just because um, I got to hoop and I got to show mm-hmm. what I could do. And it was like, oh, this man, nah, he's too good for the G League. So I only played eight games because mm-hmm. like, I think I averaged like 26, 27. And I was like, oh, this man, yeah, too good, this man. Is, so yeah, I, was, yeah. Yeah, I, I came back up. But that experience like showed me what it was like to you know, have to earn your stripes and prove yourself. Yeah. I was I was fortunate. I I didn't I didn't. You didn't yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was fortunate. You didn't have to brand I was feet. close though one time. Mm-hmm. And so Lance, me and Lance was in Indy together. We got drafted together. So Lance went down to the G League. Mm. And, um, you know, I was, you know, playing on, you know, the I was on the main squad. And then he came back and whatever he was talking about, it didn't sound fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? like the travel is yeah. like, the travel is terrible. Like the NBA guys, like when you when, when you go down to the, the D League or the G League, like 
you get a little bit so you sit first class you know like you get your own room but mm-hmm. you're staying in like a motel six holiday inn you know so like it's the travel like you eating buffalo wild wings it's like that bad whatever's open yeah man it might be better now but like Back my then. rookie year that was eight years they're not ago in the main cities either. yeah so the like b team b squad yeah b league yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect again just give us your wildest moment or story in your g league being snowed in in westchester was like the wildest thing for me we had to take a uh when we had to wait the next day we're snowed in and we had to drive 11 hours from Damn. westchester to toronto <laughs> so we had to drive back man, and it was 11 hours oh that was like that was like the worst time for me man like so the long trip yeah i mean the long trip it was 11 hour drive my back hurt just thinking of that yeah God, man me, y'all had no video games or nothing nah, we crammed we crammed in a little car too though like, <laughs> oh, you know what i mean like God. oh y'all didn't have a bus no. nah nothing like they had to go to like rent a center or yeah. whatever that was open and get whatever cars were available for us to take oh my god and, and drive 11 oh, hours hurt. to in toronto man how hard was the weather adjustment for you because san diego to to that is right complex. yeah that's, crazy. that's yeah that's my only knock that's my own weather. That's the weather, man. Is that, they still like, doing that in the G League, taking them long trips? Yeah, they still they still fly like commercial and everything like that. Whoa. Yeah, but that yes. was that was, that was only knocking in Toronto was the weather. Was like, that weather change? Never huh? get used to that. And it's only like three months in the summer where everything is good. Four months. Yeah. Other than that, man, like it's Canada Goose wherever you go, <laughs> wherever, <laughs> wherever. Goose. That was an adjustment as soon as I got the Indy. Yeah. yeah. Cold. So you know, you get there, it's nice. Like, like yeah. oh, okay, I fuck with this in the summer, drive whatever. Yeah. Man, that season change, man. You like Freezy. What the that fuck wind chill is kick this? in. Oh, man. Wind chill, yeah. So I want to touch on a little bit about what P was t- saying or asking you about the, the difference of, you know, having to go down to the G League and keeping, you know, a good mindset. And throughout your career, I think you're kind of known for just always being ready for your opportunities. I think you've had multiple different roles on different teams that you've been a part of. Mm. You've gone from being the scorer to being whether that's coming off the bench. How have you become comfortable with that role in the NBA? Honestly, like I, I look at it as like my whole career has been that, you know, um, like a testament to like what I feel like really helped me elevate in the league um, is my four years at UCLA. I always relate back to that mm. because uh, my roles changed constantly. I was promised though to be the starter, the, the main guy, having to come off the bench behind other people, um, being the main guy, you know what I mean? Taking a step back and like it all prepared me, everything I went through, coaching changes, um, role changes, it all prepared me for the league. So everything that I was facing wasn't new to me. You know, it wasn't shell shock. You see a lot of guys like, man, why is he struggling so much? You know, like. And it's like everything they're going through is like first time. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to navigate it and learn, you know, yeah. like for me being those four years and what my four years were like prepared me for all of it. So I was able to like already have that mind shift and like what I had to do, you know, and like every time I had a different role, I just saw it as a challenge. Like I see myself as this. This is my role. I want to win. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get me on the floor and win. But when I get on the floor, I'm going to show that, you know, I can offer more. And um, that was always my mentality. And no matter what role they had, like I'm going to go out there and do my best to, for the team, but I'm also gonna achieve what I want within the confines of what they're asking me to do. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like I'm trying to like, like I, I don't think this would ever happen, but imagine, you know, we saw it with Carmelo, like guys get, you know, later in their careers and they have to just make a whole new adjustment. Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine? It's It, it would be difficult. I feel like it'd be difficult I mean, going it, from- It will be, but like, I mean, honestly, you just gotta, you gotta know where you're at in your career too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like 
That's the biggest thing. You're not a if like, hey, I can't I can't produce <laughs> like, at that level no more. Like I gotta let these young guys and you know, I still know what I am and what I'm capable of. Like I can still give you buckets, mm-hmm. but like yeah, like I don't have that energy. To that be same the, usage. The, it, so like, the go-to guy, every possession, like mm-hmm. that shit is tough. Mm-hmm. It is tough. A lot went through it. You went through it. Uh, I said it's a lot of them that, oh, that oh, went through oh, it. Oh, I was about to I'm say, about yeah. to say yeah. Yeah. what league? What league? Two K league only. Shit, two K league. Jackie Beal is still coming up early, huh? Probably got cut on my own team. On my own team. Your own team. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sit myself out this game. Two years after being drafted, you sign your four year extension, right? So what that means is like, oh, okay. I'm part of the group. Like I'm one of the guys, the reliable guys. Um, Dwayne Casey is counting me to be a part of this nucleus. How much of that, like from a pressure standpoint, was that put on you? Hey, and then when you look at you guys being together for a while, yourself, mm-hmm. Pat Pat, Damar, Kyle, I think that was like the core nucleus of you guys, right? Uh, uh, Dellen, right. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you contribute to you guys just not quite being able to get over the hump? LeBron James. LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that, that was a problem for uh, a lot of me. Yeah, yeah, you know, LeBron uh, James. Honestly, yeah, that, nah, for real. That, I mean, that was the, the biggest thing. I mean, like we had our battles, you know what I mean? Like when we played y'all, um, it was always a battle, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I mean, I think that was a testament of me getting my extension with guarding you in the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> and helping yeah. us pull that series out, man. Like, took Pete, me seven. Took me seven. Yeah, okay. Pete was a monster. Oh my gosh, Pete was a monster. He, he, said, <laughs> that, he said that lightly, like, yeah, it took him seven. Yeah. Nah, he was, <laughs> and what are you averaging, 38 that series? Like, it, it was, was something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was going crazy. It was like, to the point where, like, and like, you love this. After that series, like I'm, you know, and Drake sits, you know, right there. I'm walking out and like, you know, dapping everybody up. Hell of a series. Good luck to y'all next round. I go to Drake. He's like, oh, man, you killed us, dog. Like, he hit you with this. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, killed us, dog. Man, he's like, man, you nice, man. Like, you know, his accent, dog. You killed us, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, back, back, back to uh, your story. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, like going through those battles, like. It was always like good series, but like Bron like had our number like every single year, and like my fr- my my rookie year was like the best series that we had against him. We took him to game six, and uh, we had Bismack uh, guarding Bron, and like he did a hell of a job on him. But uh, like after that, like it was it was like night, <laughs> man. Like it was like no matter what we did, like he had a counter to that. Like yeah. to the point, like you hear some of the stories like with Demar and Kyle and and Fred talking about like. We coming down the court and he yelling the plays out like watch the I mean from start to finish like you know you go to the cuts and mm-hmm. this like he calling the plays out like the ball's gonna end up in JV's hand on the backside of this that and the other and you sitting down like, oh, you, know, <laughs> like you know what I mean you trying like, to throw him off a little bit yeah, like you know what I mean like, 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 okay, but then you get in trouble for trying to break the play I'm like coach he's saying what, what the, the play already you know like and he like the, the story he, he I'm not gonna say what teammate you know what I'm saying but like he told the teammate what to do because the teammate turned around to the bench like what's the play and I know you go over here and then, I'm like man, oh, this that's dude, sick. Like, this dude this dude's mind like is at a totally different level because yeah. like he knows our stuff he knows their stuff and he telling the audibles <laughs> you know for their team to adjust to our defensive schemes you know what I mean like bring it up like no dude you're right here yeah like it was crazy like it was just like that man I mean like he was on another level against us and we just couldn't get over that hump and that mm-hmm. was like the one thing that was in front of us like mm-hmm. we was hoping okay 
Boston's taking them to seven. All right, hopefully Boston, we, we want to play Boston. And Bron does Bron in game seven, mm-hmm. you know, and we got to face him. So how, how do we adjust? And, like, he had a counter for literally everything that we had. Mm-hmm. And, like, we just couldn't get over that hump. Yeah, I got a – the same problem we had in yeah. dog. We we just couldn't get past Bron, bro. <laughs> like, like, like it, If we could have, like, I felt like we were right there. Yeah. Like, we had a chance. We just couldn't get past, bro, dog. And I got to was- give him his flowers. Like – same shit, like every time we thought like, oh, okay. Cause it was a point D-Wade was struggling in the series, so he was like, cool. Mm. One of them, like, mm. we, we took out one of them. Like, Bron go crazy, we still got a chance if D-Wade's struggling right now. But Bron just elevated and took it to such a different level, bro, that it was just like, Ain't nothing you can God. do. Like, like it, it, bought, it bought D-Wade time. Like, mm-hmm. It just right. so happened D-Wade <laughs> coach at the time was at IU, he went there, got right. He came back, bro, and he was balling. Like mm-hmm. from that point on, he was balling. Like Brown really just delayed that series long enough for D Wade to get back on track. Yeah, it was like when we even when we were the one seed, man. Like Brown started hitting like seven, eight turnarounds in a row, man. Like nothing but net. Mm-hmm. Like nothing. No matter who we put on, put OG on him, put Demar on him. Like it didn't matter who we had. Kyle guarding him for like it didn't matter. Dude was hitting nothing but net turnarounds. Like with great defense mm-hmm. you know like it was like moments like that where it was like all right man like, mm-hmm. like chalk it up man like, <laughs> like great great fight great series great game man like like hats to them do. yeah do, do you got a beef with lebron <laughs> <laughs> i'm asking this for a reason i know i know the reason you asking you know, you know why i'm asking then i got a little nosy yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Nosy. i know why you asking you know because you know you know that that 2017 and I thought I was getting subbed out, you know what I mean? So like, I'm walking to the bench and he pulled my jersey, like, cause like the team he was telling me like, no, I'm still in, he pulled my jersey, like, little boy me, like I'm his yeah. son, you know what I mean? Like, little boy me pulled his jersey, but well, I didn't where, send it where, to though? him. Like collar? Like, nah, like, it was like, it was okay, like, okay. Bro, like, like right the rib cage, you know what I'm saying? But it was okay. like, a, it was aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, like, okay. great. yeah, so I'm like, like you no, know, I smack his hand away, you know what I'm saying? I tuck my jersey and I'm like, man, don't do that. And so you look at me like, well, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I said, nah. I said, I said, I said, nah. Don't do that. You know my name. Like the whole time, you're like, who got power? Who got power? Like, yeah. You know my, like you know my right, name, dog. Right. Like, don't pull my jersey. Right. And so, um, I didn't think nothing of it. This is how crazy the internet is, man. I didn't think nothing of it. You know what I mean? I get back and it's everywhere. I mean, it's viral. Yeah. LeBron pulls his jersey. Norm hits his hand away, and they get into a little altercation. Next game, ESPN comes in and it's like, you and LeBron have. Uh, words on the court is that like a beef brewing and this that, and the other they just ran with and they it. ran with i'm like nah I, I literally said this i was like nah i don't have no beef you know what i'm saying i just thought you know it was disrespectful for him to put my jersey like that like i'm not his son mm-hmm. and they ran with it. yeah put took that little slip like norm <laughs> says LeBron, <laughs> he's not lebron's son and i'm like and I, bro till this day i can scroll down to like my myspace and stuff 
and like people are DMing me, not MySpace, sorry, Facebook. Uh, I'm people sorry. Are, hey, hey, yeah. killing the I was getting messages on Facebook like, don't you ever talk back to the king like that. <laughs> this, that, and the other. I'm like, bro, like this is crazy, man. LeBron fans <laughs> is crazy. So have you and LeBron ever had a conversation yeah. about this? Nah, like, have y'all ever settled it? it? That's nah, funny. Because it was no beef. Like, it was right, nothing. Right. You like, should yeah, grab his jersey during this next game. Just right. a little, like, <laughs> see what he does. See what he do. That's the hey, remember this. You remember this? <laughs> <laughs> and let him look at you. Feel. What? Who are you? Who got King? Who got King? <laughs> <laughs> who got James? Yeah, Don't even say the name. Who, who yeah. guard 23? <laughs> yeah. You're looking at him like you're crazy. <laughs> That'd be a good one. You got to do it. I might. I might. <laughs> Put so, bets on it. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to Toronto, and then they decide to break up the core. And so we have the Damar and Kawhi trade, and obviously um, it ended up working out. But talk a little bit just about that transition for you personally uh, and just what was going on you know, in your mind during that time. I knew something was going to happen. Like when LeBron hit that little buzzer beater with the right running and gamed us like that, me and Fred looked at each other in the locker room like, yeah, man, something going to go. <laughs> I play with you. Oh, yeah, like, it was like, man, something, something got to go. Like, yeah. like something's going to change. And like, we didn't know what it was. Like, number one seed, and we got swept. Like, that don't happen. Mm -hmm. Like, you got, like, Boston took them to seven. You know what I mean? Like, how do we not get one game? Mm -hmm. So, like, I knew there, there was going to be an adjustment. We just didn't know what. Um, I thought it was going to be the coach. I know Coach Casey was going to be the change, and like we were going to run it back. Um, but when when Demar got traded, it was like, oh, like everybody was glued to their phone. Like, okay, who's next? Right, like, right. Like somebody else is going, you know. And um, we got Y. Then they hired Nurse, um, and that whole like like process after like going into training camp um, was just different. Like it was a different feel. Like every year. I was in Toronto, we was in the playoffs. Like, we felt good. Like, oh, this team's solid. We got the right pieces. But, like, the calmness and, like, I don't know, like, the energy that Y had, like, and has, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like when Y stepped on the floor, like, you you like, oh, we we got a chance. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, to mm -hmm. go to the top. And he that's elevates. how it was. He like, elevates. Yeah, like, that first day in training camp, like, we looking at each other like, oh, yeah, we – we got the, this year, man. We got Y. Like, mm -hmm. and just the way he moving, like, the way he's, like, the, this, is, this is a different feel, man. It's like looking at Braun or like Jordan or Kobe on the court, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just the way he's able to read the game and like the, the, the stillness he has when he plays. It was like a totally different feel then. No knock on DeMar, but like just like a different feel when you're on the floor. Like DeMar has that un, in control game, but like why has just like this like persona about him, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like we knew we had a chance when we got why. Mm -hmm. Describe that run to me, um, that whole playoff. Y'all had some roller coaster moments, mm -hmm. you know the 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 famous Kawhi shot the baseline mm -hmm. over Joel mm -hmm. hits the front of the rim, bounces in. Like describe that whole that whole run that y'all had, and and while y'all going through that run, were you guys like yeah, like we got this shit? Yeah, I think the only time was against Philly. I mean, because the Philly Philly's lineup was crazy. You know, mm -hmm. they had Jimmy, they had the, Tobias, they had JJ Redick. You know what I'm saying? They had Joel, like Ben, like they yeah, were, they were a monster. Did they have Ben that year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had Ben that year, and they were like the, the that lineup was like 
we couldn't That's play. A tough team, yeah. yeah. Like like our bench unit couldn't play against them just because of the size on the floor. Like they tried like me, Fred. They even tried Pat McCall, like the guard Jimmy. Like it was, it was tough. Um, besides them, um, we felt like we had it. Mm-hmm. Like Orlando, they won the first game, but like we were like DJ Augustine. He's not gonna have another game like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like he. He did his thing in game I remember one. That. Yeah, DJ yeah, went crazy. Yeah, he went crazy. And so I was like, man, he's not gonna have another game like that. And so after that, like we ran through them and then Philly was the was the tough one. And then Milwaukee, like we weren't worried about Milwaukee because like we always had good games against them. Like mm. we we always beat them just the way our way we planned against them with Giannis and the team that they had. Um, but we went down 0-2. We went down 0-2 that series, mm-hmm. uh, and we had to get it back in Milwaukee. And like everybody was counting us out, mm-hmm. and we went to Milwaukee and got both of them, mm-hmm. and and came back. And we did that. It was like like we got it, we got it. And then facing Golden State was was a monster in itself, mm-hmm. um, especially with KD coming back. Mm-hmm. Like that's when we were like KD came back and he hit them first 10 points and then and that ball hit nothing but net, man I'm like yeah we in trouble yeah. we never made them we never made them points back up like he came he got hurt and we never made that up um but like we were able to, to get past them um Steph did his thing and then Clay got hurt and uh, we were able to finish it in, in Oakland. Can you walk us through that shot? Because there was a timeout uh, before that play, and you had a great view of it. I mm-hmm. went back. I'm like, where, where, where were you at? And you were right yeah, behind Yeah, I was right him. there. Oh, yeah, I'm so right there. So walk us through. Was there anything said in the timeout? You know, sometimes you hear those stories like, I'm going to make it right. Was there anything crazy about that just besides how it ended up turning out? Or give us some insight into that play. No, nah, Kawhi just wanted the ball. Kawhi just wanted the ball, honestly. Like, there wasn't. There was like a scheme, but like they took it away. So if you see like Kawhi had to pop to go get it. And now he's like just hunting for, for the shot to where he can get space. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I'm looking at the clock like, bro, I don't know if we have enough time. And he running around the whole damn perimeter. I'm like, bro, when is this man gonna shoot the ball? <laughs> and then, you know, he got, he found his little spot in the corner fading away. And like, we all on the, on the edge of our seats, like, that thing went in yeah. and we were going crazy. <laughs> like, but like the, the play was broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. that's literally why like creating something, you know, getting to his spot, getting to the midi, you know, and, and doing what he does best, you know, and the ball did his famous four or five bounces around the rim and went in. And, like, yeah, it was <laughs> That's crazy. I don't yeah. even know how he sat it was down like Christmas like that. Christmas came early. Yeah, yeah, he's all the way low. He's got good squat. Mm-hmm. I want to keep talking about, <laughs> I want to keep talking about that uh series. I'm one of these type of people, so I'm just letting you know. But do you prefer as a hooper that Katie and Clay Thomas played that whole series? Because you know, at the end of the day, people say, Yeah, y'all won the championship. That's cool, but you know, Katie and Clay didn't play. So do you do you feel some type of way when they when they say that? Um, I don't feel no type of way because like I mean people get mad when I say like like some luck has to happen, you know, for teams to win. And like if you not don't understand that, then like you don't really understand basketball at the high level mm-hmm. you know like you know injuries happen you know that, that that's part of the game you know as a competitor do you want to play you know fully loaded against fully loaded and see what, what goes on yeah for sure but like it's not knocking my championship ring I got me one you know what <laughs> right, I mean like, right, right. like no matter how it happens right, like, right. we got one you know and uh you know it's it's unfortunate you know the injuries that those, those players sustained you never want to see those guys go down like that you know because you know how much they put into the game but it don't take away from nobody's ring. If you look at everybody's, like, there's hardly a time where everybody's fully healthy and the mm-hmm. two juggernauts are going top 
back mm -hmm. and forth fully loaded. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like somebody's always playing with a nagging. You look at Giannis, like he had the knee injury, he had to come back and play in the final, you know, like mm -hmm. something's always happening. Yep. That's just the nature of the game, but like, I don't, it doesn't, doesn't affect me one bit. Right. I still got my As it should. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. So what? They wasn't playing. It ain't my fault. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Injuries is part of the game. Like you, there's no beating around that. Like real talk. And, and you said it. You have in order to win it takes a high level of luck mm -hmm. to be the last team standing. Yeah. And it doesn't even like man, people think that when you say that it knocks against the hard work that you put in to get there. No, it doesn't. But like certain things, calls, things like that have to go your way. You know, for you to get past certain levels, like why shot, like four, it hit the front rim, right? Fit, like, come right. on, man, it's right. crazy. Like, right. That's we'll that again, like, it's supposed, supposed to go back. front rim yeah. and back. <laughs> that thing goes straight up in the air. Come on, man, go in, like, go in. Like, you could do. That's you say that long finger, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's rotation. That last one, last one. But if you say they're gonna kill you, like they're gonna like nah, man, like that's crazy shot. Man, I know I would have been tight if I was playing defense. Like, you know, when someone shoots a shot and you're just, it was just would have yeah. been long. so funny? I was at Did that, that game. Did that feel slow-mo? Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, it, it felt, like I said, like when he was dribbling around the, I'm like, bro, when is he going to shoot yeah. this damn ball? We don't got much time. But it, like, it was literally like slow motion from the time he got it, dribbled around the perimeter, shot the fade, and it bounced, bounced. And we, like, everybody's like on the edge of their seats. It's like slow motion, yeah. like them commercials where you see something <laughs> to get the water, the, the, the bounty commercial where the water's spilling right, and right, stuff right. like that. It was literally like that, man. I went to that game too. You was, you was out there yep, in Philly for it? Yep, I was with uh, Mo Pete. Oh, it was in Toronto? Yeah, it was in Toronto. It was in, in Toronto. Toronto. It was at the crib. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. I went to that game. I'll never forget. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole crowd did erupt. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was nuts, man. It you was saw quiet. the most emotion you ever seen out of the Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got the, I, I still remember no, no pause, but I, like, the, <laughs> like he had that Gatorade. Yeah, he was drinking Gatorade. You just see him like yelling and screaming. He yeah. had that fucking blue tongue. <laughs> I, like, I ain't never seen Kawhi like this before in my life, but I just, uh, it was tough, man. It was tough. Oh, man. Okay. So you guys win the championship, right? You then go to Portland, right? Mm. After winning the championship, your role increases more, which means you're scoring more. I think you doubled your scoring average. Mm. Um, talk us through that on still at that point, because again, you were going from being a piece, right, of a championship team to now taking that to a new team. There's Dame there, there's uh, CJ there, yeah, yeah. you know, there's Nerd, a nucleus um, of yeah. guys there, wings at that, um, and now you're getting thrown in that mix, but yet you still grow as a player and become an elite scorer. Um, mm -hmm. Talk us through that level of confidence. Yeah, man, uh, I'm still mad at Kawhi for leaving. <laughs> messed, up the whole, <laughs> messed up the whole thing, man. We were supposed to run run it back. Yeah. But um, now I think that that year was, was great development with me uh, for me uh, watching Kawhi and how he uh, works and you know um, approaches the game. And I think uh, having that year and watching him like helped me the following year uh, before being traded uh, to Portland and just like how to approach the mentality, um, the confidence level of like not really caring, not like you don't care, but like there has to be a certain level of like fuck it, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, like. You can't hold on to like the mistakes, the messes, the misreads and things like that. But it's like going with the flow of things. Mm -hmm. I feel like Kawhi does that really well. Um, I think that's what helped me, you know, double my uh, scoring averages or uh, my my stats. Um, and it just helped me going when I got traded. Like I didn't want to get traded from Toronto. 
Um, but you know, nature of the business, it mm -hmm. happens. And going over to a group with Dame and CJ, who were two-headed monster at the time, scoring 25 each, mm -hmm. um, it was really easy. They made they made scoring easier than it was in, in Toronto okay. because they had so much like focus on attention. You know, yeah, like right? they run in blitzes at, at Dame 24/7. So now. On, on the backside of the uh, of the offense, you got me, I'm shooting 40% from the corner, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 47 from the corner, 40 from three, and I can put it on the ground. So like their ability to be able to attack and draw defense made it super easy for me um, on, the, on the flip side, being the guy to finish and everything like that. But I think the confidence and stuff came from like being under Y and watching him work and uh, the, the approach to the game. Mm -hmm. uh, like I work hard, like I put a lot of time in my game, but like, there's like the term that T. Lou always uses with me now is like work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. And I, that was the start of me starting to adjust and how um, I get ready, prepared for games mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. So before we talk Clippers, one last thing about Toronto and P just kind of gave us possibly a, a little Drake impression right there. <laughs> But uh, P, I want to know, and and you, Norm, <laughs> what do you guys have any like personal? Like, I'm a huge Drake fan. Just, just, mm, just that's so you know. good. Yeah, it's the homie. Um, <laughs> but do you have any like good Drake stories? Like, what's your favorite Drake story that you have? I know you've met a few times, and if I'm sure you probably have some good stories. Yeah, I mean Drake, Drake, cool peoples, man. You know, met him a couple times, chatted, chopped it up with him a couple times. The, it's the blur shirt. I think the funniest you see what one I'm was. Saying? It's my good luck shirt. You see what I'm saying? Got to had it on today. You I know? think the ah. funniest one was when, when you met him. Yeah. <laughs> really? No, we, yeah. Okay. The funniest one. That yeah. was the funniest moment. I was freaking out. What happened? We, where were we at? We Tile? shared the story, but basically we were he didn't. At Tile, he, did, right? he set me up. Mm -hmm. And like they were, you know, they were telling us Drake and shit was up there. I think Bron was up there. Drake was up there. So I know he's a big Drake fan. So I'm after we eating that towel, like we're at the bottom, you know, mm -hmm. table. They're up at the top table, or whatever. Um, and he's like, "Oh, I'm like, bro, I, I think Drake's up there." And I thought he was joking, like completely joking. He's like, "No, follow me." And so then, like, we get up there. Then I'm looking. I'm like, "It's LeBron, Drake." Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know what to do. So I went like this. I was like, fellas, nah. fellas, what's the deal tonight? What's the deal? And they're just looking at me like, what is wrong with you? So corny. And then as soon as we walked out, you know, he's acting cool. But as soon as we get out that door, he's like, bro, what were you doing? It's like, bro, I froze up. I didn't know bro, what to say. Like, it's Swag was high. They're good oh, energy. They're probably hilarious. like, that dude had good energy. Oh, man, that shit was funny, bro. Oh, to this day, gosh, like, dog. you just watching them like, Fellas, fellas, like he just oh, owned so the room. That's like, where that came from. Like, yeah, I did. I okay. did. I had a lot he of came people. in there nervous and shit, didn't know what to say. <laughs> he said he owned the room. He walked in there like Everybody. he or he he walked in like, there like he homies, owned the room. You know what I mean? like, like, yeah, that's yeah. fucking hilarious. Do you though. have any good stories of him? Nah, nothing like like that's like comedy like that. Cause like anytime like we had interactions, things like that, it was like in passing. Um like he was always at the game. So he always showed love. Like he would come into the locker room. Um and like talk to everybody. But um, I think the dopest thing was that um, we were uh, in Houston and uh, he sent money to the club for us um, and paid for our whole our, for our whole night when we was um, out in Houston. Wow. I think that was like the dopest thing. Yeah. Um, but he's always been like good people. Yeah. He's always been hella cool. Um, anytime we see him, it's love. Like he always uh, embraces and, and tells me um, 
you know, how much I'm into the city and things like that. So I think for me growing up, like I was a huge Drake fan. I mean, back when he was on Degrassi, you know what I'm saying? Wheelchair okay, Jimmy rapping. You uh, watched Degrassi? Yeah, man, I had to. <laughs> you had to. I had to, man. It was one TV. I got two older sisters, you know what uh, okay. I mean? Like, okay. I'm the youngest, so, like, I'm sitting there watching, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So I, I had no choice, but... um. Like, like I was a big fan. I got better Drake, Drake mo uh, moments than y'all. Yeah, I'm yeah, you do. Yeah. What, what you got? Yeah. What you got? You got the famous. <laughs> I got. I just Drake, chills, man. Trey songs. I got chills, hey, man. I, was, I get chills. I went to the I'm VMA. Not... I went to the VMAs. <laughs> I went to the VMAs with Drake. Drake raps me in his songs. Underdog mm -hmm. with him and uh, Trey. Shout out to Jay we done Lord. did. I done helped. I was a, one of the first people when he was working on uh, what was his first album with the with that with. Which one? Mm -hmm. Thank me later. Yeah, thank me later. He posted me like we friends. He yeah. follows me, man. That's, That's my crazy. dog. Man. It's crazy. What it, talk about the like what his influence within that organization because now he's like a part of the yeah, team. Yeah, nah, I mean, like he changed. The... He changed it. I mean, you saw you know like even Tannenbaum know the logo's getting purchased. Like he was better i mean the practice center is ovo center now you know what i mean like mm -hmm. Damn, that's yeah. crazy yeah. that is crazy did you yeah. see the play video, with uh, justin holiday yeah i love that it happened uh -huh. to justin but like justin was taking the ball out of bounds mm -hmm. you might remember this play and drake is like whispering in his like oh, you're saying, talking about, uh, uh, he's saying uh, something and it's justin i, mm, I played high school mm, with justin mm. uh campbell hall but he's whispering something and justin's just completely ignoring mm -hmm. him and Justin, you know, they start doing the count, and he gets a five-second count. Mm -hmm. That happened and I'm in like, the playoffs against oh. them. Yeah, it happened against us. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, I wasn't Ty Lawson. I don't, no, it might have been. Was it, yeah, it might have been Ty Lawson. Well, one of them was like was the guard. Ty oh, no, Lawson. No, 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 Stucky. Rodney, Rodney, Rodney Stucky. Stucky. Yeah, yeah. Were, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That did happen. Yeah. Stucky. Rodney. Yeah. Stucky. Turned the ball up. Drake. All you see, Drake. Rodney. Hype. And that's, they did try to come out and get him banned from uh, from the standing games. up and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, oh, he was on him. Like, no, nah, yeah. he can't. He can't he's, come he back. He can't do that, man. Nah, 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 nah. Then they said, Nah, he can't come to Indy. They shut that down, man. That was hilarious. I'm sure he could find a way in. I remember he was beefing with me, like. With you, yeah, he, ooh, he posted like me with a teardrop. Uh, yeah. But he was, I, I think that, that, that was, was friendly like, though. Yeah, 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 it, was, it, was no, it wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't like a beef. Like fuck him. Like mm -hmm. it was just like funny play on because yeah. we're playing him in the. In the yeah, he he always, got after we was playing him, he posted a teardrop of mm -hmm. me. Like <laughs> I thought it was funny. I didn't even know that. Well, he's a likable guy. Like he kissed me on the cheek. Okay, chill. Pause, man. Pause. Which side? I kissed the snake. You talking about kissing? I kissed you on the cheek. Hey, yo, pause. You yeah, kiss the snake. Kissing a snake is crazy. Yeah. Don't do and that. his nickname is Baby Snake. <laughs> so anyway, so you play with Kawhi. <laughs> Gentlemen across the nation, I have an urgent message for you. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The brand that took your boss to space is now launching them to Ultra Spear. Introducing Manscaped fifth generation performance package featuring all new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Yep. 5.0 with new cutting edge designs and next generation skin safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Inside this package, you'll find the star of the show, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Their fifth generation trimmer features two interchangeable next gen skin safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. Also inside the package features the new Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop soother toner, and two free gifts. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PODCASTP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off 
plus free shipping with the code PODCASTP at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough. It's time to go ultra with the Manscaped. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Yo, have you ever had nights where you couldn't fall asleep because your thoughts were racing and keeping you up all night, which prevented you from being able to enjoy your life or performing your best on the court? Come on, let me know some, P. Yeah, I mean, I tend to fall to music. Music always helps calm and state, put me in a nice place, and uh, conversate with my woman. Okay. What about you, Dallas? Yeah, some nights are tough to get some sleep, you know, with work, podcasts, a lot going on. Uh, but, you know, you just got to try to get some shut-eye and, and be ready for the next morning. One great way to make those racing thoughts go away, fellas, is to talk them through. Look, man, therapy gives you a place to do that. So you can get out of your, your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace so you can dominate on and off the court. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and setting boundaries. It helps you become the best version of yourself. Was it hard for you guys to find a therapist? Not really, I just asked around and a couple people sent some referrals so I was able to see somebody. What about you, P? Would you have any suggestions? For people out there that need a therapy? If you're considering starting therapy, try BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash P today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P. You representing your clothing brand, Understand the Grind. Sure. Um, I'm curious to hear... Where did that come about at? I know we got 82 of them mm. uh, in the NBA season. It's grueling at that. So the grind is is what we about to go through. Yeah. So it's kind of an A and B question. You know, A, talk to us about, you know, where to understand the grind. How did that come about for the logo of your brand? And, mm-hmm. and you know, then B, just your your thoughts on, you know, this season ahead of us. Understand the grind, like the, the lifestyle mantra came from when we were in high school, me and my boys. Uh, came up with it, you know, as a motivational tool to keep us going. Um, you know, it was always a thing of, like, a lot of guys are coming out of San Diego, but, like, they don't ever take that next step, you know, especially in, like, our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not, like, many people who, like, make it to the top level. You know, mm-hmm. when you date back, you got Reggie Bush, Bill Walton, Luke Walton, like, guys that, you know, we got to look up to. Um, and my boy was like, yeah, man, like, a lot of people don't understand the grind and what it takes to be successful, you know, like, the obstacles that you face. Um, the different decisions you have to make, you know, to keep on that path of success. And so we always use that mantra uh, to keep going in our pursuit of our, our dreams and goals. And um, it just turned into what it is now, a clothing line from uh, putting it on different clothing and handing it out to family and at my camps. Um, fans in Toronto wanted it. And so, you know, it took the idea of like, man, let's start motivating. You know, it's not just my story. You know, it's everybody's story. Everybody has their own grind to get to where they're at. You know, it's a universal thing. Um, so it's turned into a, you know a lifestyle mantra, a lifestyle motto that you know we're trying to you know motivate you know the next generation to go after their goals and dreams, and anybody else who's in pursuit of something higher than themselves or in pursuit of excellence, you know, to keep them motivated on task and on par with what they want to go after in life. Mm-hmm. And then like you said the 82 game season, you know it's a grind. You know, what I'm saying this is what year nine for me it was year 13, 14. 14. So you know the 82 game, you know it's. It's a mug, you know what I'm saying? Like there's ups and downs, dog days where you don't want to get after it. But, um, you know, the, in order to get to that mountaintop, you know, you got to figure it out. You know, the days where you don't feel like hooping and you're playing against the lower seated team on the other conference that probably don't really matter. You know what I mean? 
Um, how do you mentally prepare yourself to grow after that and, and still work on what you need to work on? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you have a bigger goal in mind. Mm -hmm. So I mean, when the, when the schedule come out and you look at it, like you still in that phase of like, oh, like circle this one, this one. I can't wait to play this one. Mm -hmm. Or is it just like, oh, let me just take this shit one game at a time. When we get there, we get there. Mm -hmm. How you uh, how you approach? I approach it both ways. I, I, I approach uh, like where it's like ah, I'm going one game at a time. A lot of people are like, oh, like who you guys play tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, but we don't. <laughs> right, right. We don't go who. You know, know. But then there's like teams that you have like little you know little grudges against, or mm -hmm. you know, for me like teams that that passed up on me in the draft. Um, that said, like obviously I was 46 picks, so a couple teams passed. Yeah, up I was about on to me. say, yeah, you but got. I mean, like there, there's, like, there's details. Yeah, in it, you know what I mean, uh, like, twice, <laughs> like, yeah, twice. Yeah. So nah, <laughs> 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 uh, but there's like certain things that have happened. It's like okay, like this coach said something when I was coming out of pre-draft, you know. Um, so I circled some of those teams, um, teams I was traded from. The Raptors is for sure one. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some teams that I look forward to playing more than others. But other than that, like, it's just like I let them go with the flow of things that are roll out in because like, we're going to have to play them no matter what. So it mm -hmm. doesn't matter if I'm like, ah, we got to go hoop. I like, just go with the flow. What's it like playing? Because I think this is probably the first time in your career where you're playing with two superstars. You know, you played with Kawhi, but now you got another wing too. Is there like a... Was that an adjustment period for you? Like when you were got to the Clippers, like, okay, now I got PG and I got Kawhi. It had to have been somewhat of adjustment for you or not really? Not really because like I got, I played, you know what I'm saying, with Y, the only one, you know, besides in the summer, you know, um, you know, playing alongside P. Um, like I said that like they make the game easy. You know what I mean? Like it's an adjustment uh, and just in terms of like the pressure that you put on yourself, you come to a new team, a new city, per se, you know, even though I was like, but like from the NBA perspective, mm -hmm. you know, and trying to learn and like want to be good, you know, and want to be a part of what they're trying to build, you know, like they, they traded for me for a reason, you know, it's because they see me to help this team reach their championship aspirations. You know, they got the good nucleus that they've been building from afar watching and now they're bringing me in to help as a supporting cast, like that's the internal pressure that you put on yourselves. Like, how do I support P? How do I support Y? How do I help this team get to the next level from my understanding and being on a championship team? But um, in terms of hooping and being on the floor with them, like, it's easy, you know, like, like they got the they got the pressure. Like I just got to do make the right plays on the other side of the ball. Like P's dribbling the ball up the court eighty five percent of the time. Now I'm the one that you know just got to make the reads after the team's doubling him or blitzing him. And same with why. Um, and like so, playing with with stars is honestly easy. And no, and like you know, there there's they're great guys off the court too. You know, mm, right. so like you have a a bond. And you said, mm, like, damn. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can just find that yeah. out. Like, <laughs> are you? <laughs> but, like, those guys make it easy, you know, for us. And, right. You know, having the, the personalities that they have, being able to bond and help, you know, like, I looked at the P, like, we didn't talk about it, but that series against them, you know, like, I feel like that's why I gained P's respect because, like, I they put me in as, mm -hmm. as a rookie, you know what I'm saying, to guard him. Like, and I'm like, bro, like, torching – DeMar Carroll, Ooh. like, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, yo, you know what I'm gonna do? Like, no matter what, I'm gonna pick him up full court, I'm gonna bump him, grab him, be super physical with him, like, make sure, like, I'm here, like, I'm, I'm here. Like, mm -hmm. you might get 38, 36, but like, every single one of them, I'm gonna be on your ass, mm -hmm. I'm gonna foul you, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be there, and like, I gained his respect after, you know what I mean? Like, he coming up to me and like, respecting like, my competitive nature and like, the fact that I have the drive to go get it. Uh, so it's easy playing with those guys. Mm -hmm. right? Well, before we um, 
leave, we always, since you're our first guest, our boy always play a game called starting five. Mm. And uh, now, Pete, since we have one of the, the best instant offense type of options in the NBA, you know, I figured you two could go ahead and cook it up, cook up your starting five of the best microwave scores in the league that's been in the league since y'all been in there, I, I guess what, since 2010? Mm -hmm. So tell me from there to now, who y'all think the best but So we're start. going, we'll we're go going back point and forth. guard to center? Point guard to center. Off the bench. Off the bench. No, it's just, well, no, it's no, just no, period. Anyway. Yeah, who, who, just period. Who, 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 who can turn the microwave on? Yeah. Score in bunches. And you get the, you get the first And you can pick. put yourself on there. Oh, I got to put myself on there, man. Oh, at point, are we doing point guard? We're doing point guard. We're point to center. Point guards. Kyrie. Okay. That's, that's, okay. That's yeah, that's fair. Pick. Yeah. You got Pete. <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, and, and it, this dude was a pure bucket. Um, it sucks that he didn't play in the league longer, but I'm going to go Jordan Crawford. Ooh. I love that pick. Jordan Crawford Shooting was an instant bucket, bro. He had everything. Yeah. Midi, shifty. lays, bounce, shifty, the deep tray ball. Like, mm. I was a big fan of Jordan. Shooting guard, you, what you, you, you got, what you, I, I, I would say me because you know what, what you mean. You, you got to, you got yeah. to say you. you yeah. Me, man. Come on, man. I put that work in, man. I'd let the league in and in, in bench point. Come on, man. Come on, man. Everything. Put your shit on. Okay. You know I gotta go with my dog, Lou Will. I gotta go with my dog, Lou Will. Great Will. That's a great one. Best, best, like instant offense. Jamal Crawford. JC, JC at the three. That's for your three? Yeah, we're doing instant offense, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, just making sure, because you said it so quick. You went, okay, <laughs> yeah. he did it smooth. See, I'm gonna I'm I'm keep it going, like, for the guys that, like, don't get the notor notoriety, but are instant buckets. Give it to us. I'm gonna go Mike Beasley. Oh, Mike Beasley was, he a, was a bucket. He was, Mike so, was a bucket. I, used to love I wish Mike he could have played longer in the league. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, all time 2K players. Yeah, he was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was tough on Beasley 2K. He was a great player. You can post him up and like <laughs> ISO him on the wing. What you got? Elton Brand. Ooh. Oh, EB. EB. Little bank Ooh. shot. Uh, yeah. yeah. Elton nah, he was a, he, he was, was tough. Was he though? Like, he was I, tough. I didn't get to watch what? him. I didn't, I didn't watch him a whole lot. Story Yo, about Elton Brand. Remember? I'm being disrespectful. Elton Brand was tough. I got you. Elton Brand was tough, man. Elton Brand's tough, man. Sure. Just nobody was watching the Clippers back then. I mean, if you said Chris Kamen, I would like for sure. You said Chris Kamen. The best Clipper. Chris Kamen was a bucket. And Elton Brand was it, man. At my four spot. That's a good one. Instant. I, I gotta go. I gotta go mellow. I gotta go mellow at the easy, floor. Easy. That's an easy instant one. offense. A See, Ooh, center. He tricking me because he's like, yo, I want to go with the people that don't get it's notoriety. Just like the four I'm like, all right, you cool. Let me switch it up. Let me not. I'm gonna go at the four brand. spot. I don't know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm who like just instant offense like mellow is at the four. Going to the feet. center. Yeah. This one's a tough one. Yeah, that's tough, man. It's like a bucket. <laughs> I know who mine is, so who you got? I got D Cuz. I got D Cuz. <laughs> yeah. Between him and Cat, but D Cuz just had he's just so much shit off the bounce. Midi, back to the bat. Like he could be your your conventional big yeah. and just post up all game. Or he could take it outside, like be a, a fucking ISO guard if he wanted to against centers. Like That's tough, man. Five? 
Take your time. Maybe we got someone else. Maybe someone else that went to UCLA <laughs> back in the days. Pretty good bucket. You talking about Dallas? Let him go. Bill. <laughs> what do you say, Bill? What do you say, Bill Walton? Oh shit! He went to, he went to UCLA. Yeah, I'm stop. messing with him. Stop, stop, pal, stop. I was talking about someone else. Kareem, you talking about Kareem? I was talking about Kevin Love. Kevin Love used to be a bucket, but I, I put K Love at the four though. Okay, that's fair. Don't let him confuse you. Focus. <laughs> that's a tough one. There's not a lot of options at the center yeah, spot. Yeah, the center <laughs> spot is like, tough. You got to say Carl though. Carl, say Carl. I'll take Carl. Okay. Carl's okay. instant offense. Carl, Carl's fucking basketball. Packages. Second I was gonna say Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul is yeah. a sleeper. Well, when he was in Memphis, man, he, I mean, he, he was, gave us forty-two. Yeah, in three quarters. He had to give him three quarters. <laughs> what? Bye -bye. I was That's quiet. On that note, wrap it up. <laughs> hey, MP UTG, y'all go shop and get the UTG. We yes, appreciate sir. you for our first guest. Appreciate on you having season me, man. Two episode you, two. Yes, Shout out podcast. Sorry for on your jersey. Don't don't be mad at me. Come on, man. Come on, man. You bought this shirt up. Yeah, but he understood the grind. Come on, man. I understood that. Come on, never, baby. Come on. We gotta take a picture. Let's do it. We gotta take a picture.